back, everybody, to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast. This is John Duncan, and of course, I'm joined as always with my co-hosts Darian Smith and Jimmy Marion. Guys, did it feel weird to y'all that we didn't record the last two days? Because <laughs> for a while we were banging them one after the other, and it's like, man, felt, felt kind of <laughs> awkward not not recording an episode for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah, we had to, you know, get get a little rest and recover, but. You know, here for a quick hitter, you know, I'm uh, excited about this uh, matchup. Just one more time to beat up on a lesser opponent in Southern Miss. <laughs> there you go. It just feels weird not having any college basketball games tonight, you know, after all these months of watching college basketball. And regardless, if we're recording a pod talking about one of our games, just feels weird. Luckily, we got only one day of a break and then we start games back up tomorrow. It's crazy. Um, but guys, uh, our listeners, thank you so much for uh, making our Conference USA Tournament Special Series uh, another success this year. Um, in fact, we we grew this year from last year. Um, so I know the result wasn't what we wanted on Saturday, but thank you to all our listeners that you know have checked out BlazerVictory.com and have listened to all their episodes. If for some reason you missed those episodes. I mean, me personally, I still think, you know, it would be worth going back and listening to each one. You know, the quarterfinals, semifinals, championship. Maybe you can skip the championship game recap. But, uh, but uh, hey, we we all had a blast uh, making those episodes. So, if you missed them, BlazerVictory.com. Check them out. Articles, merch. Um, I'm rocking a Blazer Victory podcast hoodie right now. I think it's getting below freezing tonight where I'm located. So, I'll be... Uh, Snug and warm in my Blazer Victory podcast hoodie, but you don't have one? Hey, go to www.blazervictory.com and get yourself a hoodie. But guys, it's officially NIT time. Before we get into uh, discussing the NIT matchup game with Southern Miss, you know, I felt that we need to have a discussion. Now, I, I would have never thought that this actually would be a discussion, so I'm very curious to see what you two guys think. Uh, but we had some feedback, you know, I remember Richard bringing it up um, and a couple others um, on YouTube and Twitter. But you know, the question was brought up would, would, would be, would you rather lose in the opening game of the NCAA tournament or play in the NIT and win the NIT? So, Darian, I, I want to hear your thoughts first. If you had to choose between making the NCAA tournament knowing you're going to lose that opening game or playing in the NIT and winning the whole thing, which would you prefer? I think for me, at first, when you hear it, right, it feels like a no-brainer. It's like you always want a chance to uh, make make the big dance and uh, have a special run and see what happened because th- those are the, the top teams there. And um, you want to be part of that 68. And it just feels like everything after that is, you know, you, you I'm, I'm not going to say scraps, but you get you. You know what I'm saying? It's not the main dance. You're not going for the main party. So you always want a chance. But I, I do I do think that that context is uh, needed in order to really be able to answer that question, because. <clears throat> If you if you are a program that's been um have haven't been making a, any postseason tournament, 
in a while, then you're looking for some momentum. I, I, if you can get an NIT and win the NIT, uh, but uh, over just getting you know first round matchup as a 14th seed and getting slaughtered. If you can go in there and you can win the NIT, maybe you go on this special run. It's if your if your fans are starving for any kind of championship, starving for a win, I can see it. I can see a world where the NIT run can be more special because you can you can really gain some momentum and gain some confidence going into the next year. You can gain some buzz around your team. So um, I think context provided. Um, I think that we are a team of, you know, we have expectations with Coach Kennedy and in in our history. So I think I would rather make the big names. I think we're ready to take that next step. But I mean, say we were coming from those uh, those Eastern years where we didn't have much going on at all. I would take a NIT a, a good NIT run, and, and we get into the championship game of the NIT just to get that buzz and. Getting on TV more, uh, just getting some fan excitement, getting some fans, and being able to host a couple games as a top seed in NIT. In that situation, I would take it. Jimmy, what what are your thoughts? Yeah, for me, I mean, it's hard to put a price on all the additional marketing you get via the selection show, people filling out their brackets. The interest that you're going to draw from the casual fan that may not know who UAB is, may not know who our mascot is, who our best players are, who coaches our team, like the marketing that you get from random casual fans that are looking at the statistics to say, hmm, UAB 12 seed or so-and-so five seed. You know, there's just so much that goes into that. Um, And everything leading up from the selection show to the Thursday, Friday is just, I would envision like even if you're knocked out in the first game, like the marketing and the publicity that you're going to get during that like four or five day period may surmount the marketing and the publicity that you get for several weeks in IT. Because let's be honest, how many people are going to the ESPN app today and they're switching the NCAA tournament button to NIT to see who's playing uh, in that bracket? We have teams like North Carolina that said, no, thanks. You know, so there's a few things that, you know, I think about, but I can certainly understand, um, you know, someone wanting to make the argument that that momentum that you could gain the call it whatever it would be four or five games versus one game, the additional practices, all of that. Like, I can certainly understand that something that might change up the conversation a little bit this year is that the NIT is no longer the semifinals and the championship game are no longer in Madison Square Gardens. I'm not sure how many people know that. Uh, it's actually going to be in Vegas, and from what I understand, on a converted ice hockey rink. So that'll be <laughs> something interesting. Um, so Better throw that curtain in between. That's right. Get that curtain up. Uh, I, I got a question for you guys, though. Do, do either of y'all know who won the NIT last year? Xavier. And the only reason yeah. I know that is because I was doing research for this podcast. <laughs> How many of our listeners knew who won the NIT? How many of our listeners uh, have filled out an NIT bracket in a year in which your team was not in the NIT? So, you know, those are just things I'm saying. Like, that's not to discredit. Everybody deserves to have a voice. I can certainly understand the other side of it. But those are just things that come to mind when I think about the question. And by the way, I really like these, like, hypothetical questions. I think we should throw more of these in here. <laughs> 
Me too. Hey, and I was going to say, uh, I think it was Richard and, uh, you know, Muck on Twitter. Like, hey, if y'all ever have some, like, <laughs> hypothetical questions or, you know, deep discussion questions that you guys want us to talk about and elaborate on, hey, throw them to Hey, share with us on Twitter at BlazerPod. Um, because <laughs> to be honest, like, I'm glad, Darian, that you brought up, you know, what you said that, you know, it might be a thing where, you know, a team, a young team, you know, maybe they want to go on a run, you know, instead of just coming into an NCAA tournament and getting blown out by 30 points or whatever, like kind of build some momentum heading into the next season, especially if you have a younger team. Uh, because from my my perspective, I when, when somebody brought that up, I was like, are you crazy? Like, I, 100%, I would take the loss in the NCAA tournament because that just appeared, like what Jimmy was saying, that appearance alone in the NCAA tournament, like, blows away anything you know what you might do in the nit but i'm glad darren you brought that up because you know i can see that now um yeah i think i think the key to the question when you said is like if you know you're going to get beat so i'm thinking like if we were like a if we knew we were a mid like team we weren't really going to win nothing in the big dance not a talented could get hot team but a team that just got lucky in the tournament right and then you get in as a lower C, you know we're going to get slaughtered by 37 points. I really don't have any interest in being part of that. You know, if, if that's if that's the kind of setup. But now if you take this, like if you take this UAP team, I would take this team and put them in the tournament because I feel like we can win on any given day against anybody because we have the players that can mentally all of a sudden want to you know get it together and we're taking good shots and jelly might get hot and Ladarius brewer and then tape Taven loving is windmilling and next thing you know you know eric Gaines is dunking on seven footers and we win the game you know what i'm saying so um i would take this team above you know like if i can any any sip if you can you can match us up against anybody you know put us put us in that birmingham bracket let us go against alabama Hey, put us in the matchup against Auburn. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I take, like, I like our chances that we that we can pull it, that we can pull something off. But, uh, bro, you 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 take one of those teams where we we know we weren't good, and you just go, we just sacrificial lambs. Like, what are we doing? You know, like, come on, man, what are we doing? I don't, I don't want to. I, I just don't have any interest in being part of that. Like a lot of these lower tier C teams, that's finna get D breaks beat off of them. Yeah, right. you know, but, I'm happy. I'm happy you guys made it in. So I don't know, but I think that's what makes the, you know, March Madness fun. I mean, well, I know for this question, we said we, you know, the que- the hypothetical is, you know, you're going to get your butt whooped. But but I think that with the NCAA tournament, like. I think that's what makes it so, so much fun, like, because, you know, these, you know, the UMBC's upsetting Virginia and, you know, we had a bunch last year, too. But I, I think that's just what makes it fun. Like you. I can't remember what the spread on the uh, the Iowa State game or UAB upset Iowa State, but I mean we were a 14 seed and they were a three seed, and a lot of people didn't have us winning that game. And you know you see what happened, um, but I don't so know. What do y'all, what do y'all think with uh with last year's team? Right, we went we went one game in, we lost to Houston. When you think back to last year's team, you know, would you have preferred to see us go in the IT and and beat Xavier in Madison Square Garden? You know, no, I mean. It, yeah, like, yeah, like last year team. Yeah, that was that was a good team. I I liked us. And I just hated. It. I ain't gonna lie. I knew when we drew Houston. I was like, yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> I started. I started looking at the film. I was like, ooh, this. 
<laughs> this, this is it's it's crazy when the film talks to you. Like it's not the fandom, but if you go look at another team's film, it's like, hey, bro, I'm not I'm not really seeing it. We're gonna have to have Jesus as shooting guard, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> we need John L. Davis. Yeah, we need <laughs> oh my Davis. gosh, yes. <laughs> and um, we're gonna have to have um, Prime Moses running point guard. You know, but uh, yeah, man, I just. I, you know, some of those lower tier swag teams that's getting in there, you know, they got they got to face these, you know, these number one seeds. It's kind of like, all right, come on, let's just get this out the way. Uh, let this, you know, just please, guys, like, let's get out of here safe and with some uh, with some dignity in yourself. But, you know, I get it, though. It's a, it's a puncher's chance and you got to you still got to get on the court and win the game on the court. So. I get it. That is part of what makes March Madness special. I'm I, I'm still waiting to see that that SWAC team beat uh, you know, one of those ACC Big Big Ten teams. That'll be that'll be special. Yeah, that would, and I think it'll happen one day. I mean, you know, we 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 always said a sixteen was never going to beat a one, and then a few years ago, UMBC, the Retrievers, took down Virginia, and then yes. the very next very next year, Virginia won the championship. So, yes, that was wild. Definitely. Well, before we uh, preview our matchup, I do want to give a quick shout out. Um, we were recording this uh, what's that? Monday night, March the 13th, and it is Andy Kennedy's birthday. So happy birthday to Coach Andy Kennedy. And also, it's Trent Dilfer's birthday. Did you guys know that Trent that? Dilfer and Andy Kennedy have the same birthday? Like it's on destiny. March 13th? That's crazy. Like, has that happened before where two of your, you know, Head coaches at basketball and football share the same birthday. That's must be a sign. It must be I, a sign. I'm taking all signs, all good omens. Um, that means a championship is on the way. I don't know. I don't know how I correlated that, but that's just what that's just what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Astrology somewhere. I don't know. There you go. Well, guys, <laughs> we do have some basketball. Uh, this is being this episode is being dropped Tuesday morning, so tonight UAB will play in Bartow Arena, host an NIT game for the first time. Oh my goodness, I had my notes. Hold on. 2010. Since 2010, yeah. So I mean, it's been a minute. It's been a minute, and it's even been a minute since UAB's been in the NIT. You have to go back to the 15, uh, 16 season. Uh, UAB fell in Provo to uh, BYU, but yeah. 2010 I mean, was that your first year at UAB, Darian? Yes, 2010 is. Yeah, that was that is definitely my first year. Um, that yeah. was my freshman year at UAB. Where were you at, John? <laughs> <laughs> I was a freshman at an inst- uh, at a college at 2010, so I was also a freshman. Um, but uh, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 hold on. Yeah, because I graduated college in 2014. Yeah, so 2010 would have been my freshman year um, at uh, a school down south. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, that's crazy. So we're all the same, relatively the same age. Hmm. Well, Darian, I think that you went to, you were in junior college first, right? Ah, uh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, I was, I, I, I was a junior uh, transferring in. I wish I would have got a red shirt year, but, you know, you know, too talented for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I forgot where we was at. We're getting we're getting off track here. 
we're gonna hey we're gonna preview the game tonight uh southern miss comes to town a good old conference usa rival who's in the sun belt now but southern miss will come to bartow arena tonight tuesday night at 6 30 so i know there was a lot of going back and forth on social media um after the uh nit bracket was unveiled on espnu espnu initially said it was wednesday that is incorrect that it the game is tonight tuesday night at 6 30 so please if you haven't already get your tickets UABsports.com or call the ticket office or just show up bef- early before 6.30 to make sure you get a ticket to the NIT. Um, like Jimmy just mentioned, it's been a long time since UAB's hosted an NIT game. But, it, you know, this, you know, we were talking a little bit before we uh, started recording. Um, this is a completely different Southern Miss team. Um, I'll, I'll let Jimmy elaborate on it. Um, but. I mean, there's only one name that I recognized in prepping for this show, and that's Pinckney. And, um, you know, UAB faced him a couple times. In fact, real, one real real good nugget is that Andy Kennedy at UAB is 4-0 as a head coach against Southern Miss. So the last couple of years, he hasn't lost to Southern Miss. Yeah, I was watching but, uh, Southern Miss in the Sun Belt tournament, and uh, I think they had a graphic that came up that said Southern Miss has the biggest turnaround in uh, Division One history, they w- they went seven and twenty six. They went one and seventeen in Conference USA. Turn around, and the next year they win the regular season championship in the Sun Belt Conference. So I know some of y'all are going to have some thoughts about the uh, Sun Belt and the difficulty of that conference. But needless to say, uh, that's that's pretty impressive, right? And uh, when I'm looking at their roster. Uh, you look at their top five contributors to John's point. I only recognize one name. Funny story about uh, Pinckney. So I believe Pinckney is one of the prospects I got an extra year because of the COVID year. He was a Juco guy. I think it was uh, Andy's first year. He was getting interviewed after post game. It must've been when Southern Miss had played or we had played at Southern Miss. And uh, he was talking about how Pinckney was one of the guys that he had recruited and Pinckney didn't pick up the phone. Uh, so I thought that was really funny. So I think Pinkney probably regretted that decision his first two years at Southern Miss, but kudos to him for sticking it out um, and then having a really tremendous senior season. But they're a completely different team. You know, last year they were sub 300 in offensive efficiency and defensive, defensive efficiency, but they're top 120 in both of those categories this year. When I look at Southern Miss, they actually do have some impressive wins. So they went on the road in non-conference play. They won at Vanderbilt and they won at Liberty. Those are both teams that are in the NIT this year. And you look at five of their seven losses, they came to teams ranked top 100 in the Ken Palm. Two of those times were to South Alabama. So for me, one of the keys to the game is I got to find a South Alabama basketball jersey and sit in the front <laughs> row. And then mm-hmm. I'm just going to like just distract them, like because they don't want to play against South Alabama. So uh, that that's obviously something that they didn't do well with this year. But um, completely different team. What what do you think, Darren? Uh, well, I do. Remember, I don't know much about Southern Miss, to be honest. But me and John, we were discussing beforehand. And we see that they play South Alabama, as you mentioned, they play South Alabama three times. So I am familiar with South Alabama. Mm-hmm. I remember exactly how they played. Now, uh, they beat, they were able to beat South Alabama in Hattiesburg. But South Alabama whooped up on them 
twice. Mm-hmm. Once in the tournament and and once at home. And and they when I say they whooped up on them, they whooped up on them. Um, beat down. <laughs> like it was beat downs. So and, and I remember South Alabama wasn't that much of a talented team. Um, but they did have some some of th- that guard play that I hate when they bag you down, those type of you know, they they weren't very tall guards. They was just like stocky six three guys, you know, just bagging Jelly down and doing hook shots like a Hakeem Elijah one as a point guard. It's just so yucky to me. But it was effective. And it was a period of time when we played them. I, I think we I think we ended up beating them by eight when we played them um here in Birmingham. Uh it was times that we threatened to run away with the game, but they always kind of pulled it back. All that to say is I we would never get blown out by South Alabama like that. I can tell you that. If we play South Alabama ten times, I say we would win seven or eight. You know, they were getting smashed by them. Now Jimmy did add a caveat that they did beat Vandy at Vandy, Liberty mm-hmm. at Liberty. Those are very valuable wins. So was, I can't take, I can't, you know, this is not a team you can take lightly because those are good wins. There's no other way to slice that. So I guess with them, I haven't watched any film, but my guess is if you're losing like this twice to South Alabama, but you're able to get quality wins on the road like that, you must have a Jekyll and Hyde going on with your team or it's a matchup thing. So honestly, I probably won't be able to get film on them until early tomorrow. But um, I'll, I'll tweet out what I think about it. If it's going to be a matchup thing, I don't know if they're long and athletic. I don't know if they're a connected team with depth. You know, it's it's different ways that they might play it. So um, I'm 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 anxious to see the film on them and um, see what areas uh, that we might attack. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean. I mean, yeah, but when Darian mentions, you know, they got beat down by South Alabama, South Alabama, I mean, they won by 30 in Mobile, and then they beat them by double digits in the uh, quarterfinals of the Sun Belt Tournament to send Southern Miss home early. But to both of you guys' point, you know, th- this is a very talented Southern Miss team. You know, they went 25-7. and seven. Um, Jimmy's already given off, you know, a couple of their big wins. Um, but I think UAB's backcourt is going to have to be the focus of this ball game. Like, can Jelly have a good game? Can Eric have a good game? Um, can they can they distribute the ball well? Because if we only have three assists this game, I mean, there's there's no way they're going to win. And I, I I I bet a lot of Southern Miss fans make the trip over from Hattiesburg to Birmingham because their fan base is really excited about this matchup. You know, this this is the first time that Southern Miss has got in the postseason since. Oh my goodness! Before they went through probation with uh, oh, I can't even remember the guy, the the coach. Um, but it's been a while since Southern Miss has been in the postseason. So, um, Southern Miss fans are excited about this game. I think UAB fans are excited as well. Um, of course, it's not an NCAA tournament game, but it's still you know another chance for these seniors to play in Bartow Arena in front of a good home crowd. Um, you know, hopefully a couple more times, but at least you know one more time. But one guy that stands out to me in film for Southern Miss is junior guard Austin Crowley. I mean, he's averaging 16 points a game, 6'4", 184 from West Point. He's a Mississippi boy. Um, I mean, he 
he's shooting the ball 46%. Um, I mean, started out at Ole Miss too. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's he right. He was so, there. I don't know if Andy recruited him, but if I if I looked at it right, he's 2019. I think Andy Kennedy had left in 2018, so I don't know if there was some crossover there. But yeah, he's talented. And you got Felipe. Is it Hass? Is it Haas? Is it Hasse? <laughs> how, how are we gonna pronounce it? Uh, how that, is ESPN Plus gonna pronounce shooter. it? <laughs> yeah, that, that that's a three point shooter right there. We talked about Pinky. That, those are some guys to watch, like for sure. Uh, I like what Darian said. You, you were questioning Darian, kind of like, is it a Jekyll and Hyde thing? When I was trying to find some trends of in their losses, what's going on, this isn't rocket science, but they turn the ball over a lot, you know, um, in inopportune times. So you look at some of their losses, just kind of reading here, they lost to Northwestern State. That was one of their really bad losses. They had 19 turnovers. UNLV, they turned the ball over 25 times. And I want to read another, just not turn the ball over, but the other team getting steals. So Northwestern stole the ball 14 times. UNLV stole it 13. Louisiana 10. Marshall 10. Uh, South Alabama 8. South Alabama 8. You know, so there's a lot of steals. And so for me, I'm going to be interested to see, you know, that 1-3-1 one, one that we like to switch to and, and play. Can we kind of really, uh, can, can Eric Gaines get in those passing lanes and get some deflections and Ty Brewer getting his hand on the ball and Tony Tony. You know, it's been quite some time. I mean, heck, when was the last time that South Alabama played a game? I mean, did they play a week and a half ago? So they're certainly going to be rested, but at the same time, they're going to be rusty. So I'm interested to see, um, you know, if we're able to turn them over and kind of just get the, you know, get going and transition to get some easy buckets to kind of just get our mojo back after what was a tough loss on Saturday. But, you know, they're they're a good defensive team, too. So they rank third in the Sun Belt in, in points allowed per game at 65 uh, 0.4 per game. So, I mean, I'm I'm certainly nervous going to the game tomorrow. You know, John talked about people coming over from Hattiesburg and being excited. I do think that there are some UAB fans that are excited about the matchup because of the regular name. Uh, but I, I do openly admit too, there's there's some lag and maybe a little bit of lack of energy because we were so close, you know, to the NCAA tournament. So, hopefully, uh, what we can see tomorrow night is a few early turnovers a few tony tony and ty brewer dunks and big and big shots from jelly so we can get a little bit of a lead and then we can start really hoping to make a run in this nit you know i think i think the seniors will be excited about you know being able to have an opportunity to have a curtain call at uab kind of like knowing that this is you know knowing that this is the huh i see you said curtain Nah, the curtain (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, that's a, that would have if i wanted to i should have in, intentionally did that that would be pretty cool i didn't even intentionally do that but uh yeah this would be i think they're excited about another opportunity to have a home game and i really feel like these players are connected to the to the program you can you can feel the love you can tell you can see how much jelly loves the program and i love that i love when because it it feels like you know, he's embracing you as a person, you know, like that's because we all make up this program. We're all family. And uh, I love when a player that we support so much and that we love so much, love you back just as much. And um, so I, I think all of those guys feel the same. And I think they want to go out in a in, with the bang, not with that game. Um, so I don't think there'll be any lag. And um. You know, let's face it, like, you know, I don't like Southern Miss. 
I just I really don't like Southern Miss. I don't like anything about Southern Miss. I don't think nobody affiliated with this program likes Southern Miss. I don't like their fans. I I know a lot of the students there. I don't like their students. I don't like their alum. You know, <laughs> so I, let's. I'm pretty sure the hatred is still there in the fabric of uh of the team. So. I want to see that hatred emerge. I want to see us go up by 25. I want to see KJ Buffin get a tick. You know, I want to see all of the I want to see all of the bad stuff happen to Southern Miss. I do not like them at all. They some snitches, man. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, real quick, one thing, uh, we, one more thing, and then we can put it to bed. Um, but you look at Ken Palm, um, and he has a. Uh, something that he uses in his rankings called the luck rating. And uh, you look at uh, Southern Misses and they're, you know, ranked 17th. So they've been really extremely lucky this season. Um, and, and just real quick, I mean, this is going to be super quick observation about Ken Palm's luck rating, but it's just the deviation between the team's actual winning percentage and just the expected uh, performance above the metrics. So in contrast, you know, I mentioned Southern Miss is uh, 17th ranked luck factor look at you 253 so <laughs> everything we got we had to fight for no luck involved at all that tie that tie brewer last second middle shot, tennessee i had to bump oh. us down like 50 points might be more than that <laughs> but yeah but but i mean but that's just one more thing i wanted to bring up um but hey guys we hope to see you at Bartow arena uh again 6 30 tonight um can't make it out you can stream it on espn plus um before we wrap this up guys i do wanted to just talk a little bit about the nit bracket as i get it pulled up so uab is the four seed hosting southern miss they will get the winner of clemson and moorhead state now clemson and moorhead state they play wednesday night at clemson clemson's the number one seed if uab can beat Southern Miss tonight and Moorhead State beat Clemson tomorrow night at Wednesday night, then UAB will get to host the quarterfinal matchup in Bartow Arena. I'm not, sorry, not the quarterfinals, the second round matchup in Bartow Arena. And that'll be either the 18th or the 19th. That'll be TBD. But if Clemson wins, then UAB will have to go to Clemson unless Katy Perry or Mariah Carey is performing at Clemson. Then they'll <laughs> bump it to... Uh, to Barto, but um hey you've also got you know we, we were talking about vanderbilt earlier you know vanderbilt's in our little corner of the bracket along with michigan um so i mean all guys we had a couple listeners uh comment that we were dissing the nit or saying that you know we were terrible for not wanting to cover the NIT. We never said we didn't want to cover the NIT. We were wanting to leave it up to you guys and girls that are listeners to say, hey, do you want us to cover it? We were giving you the option. You know, we 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 would talk if they're playing in the Dollar General tournament or whatever, we would still talk about it, you know, because we we love UAB athletics, bleed green and gold. Of course we would talk about it. But we just wanted to make sure, you know, that you guys would want to listen to us talk 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 about the NIT. But I say all that to say, guys, there's some exciting you know, name brands in this NIT, you know, Rutgers, Michigan, Vanderbilt, Florida, Oregon, uh, North Texas, 
Um, I mean, they're, they're, <laughs> you know, I had to slide that. In. <laughs> yes. Yeah, come on, North Texas, win. We win. <laughs> we'll see you in Vegas. Yeah. Let's come on. Let's see our son Tyler Perry in the, in the, in um uh, in the championship. We ready for it. Come on now. I I want to see North Texas. I want them to get through their bracket. Come on. This this is it's just set up too perfectly. Let's do it. Hey, I will say, uh, John, you're reading through those teams. I mean, there's some really interesting storylines here. If UAB takes care of business, Clemson's a 16 and a half point favorite against Moorhead State at the time being. That's going to be tough for them to get uh, knocked off at home. Uh, but if we do play at Clemson, y'all know whose career started at Clemson? Trey Jemison. Trey Jemison. That's a homecoming, right? That's a pretty cool story to come full circle to go to Clemson to come back home to Birmingham, the mayor. And then to be able to go back to, uh, you know, the ACC school where he started for a chance to knock off a one seed. And then you're looking at the other teams uh, below us um, on the bracket, I should specify. Vanderbilt with Jerry Stackhouse, SEC, that that would be on the road. That would be exciting. That's a drivable trip. You could look at potentially going up to Michigan. I believe they're coached by Jawan Howard, right? I still think so. Uh, I think. And, uh, you know, that's a pretty big game. And then, you know, heck, if Toledo knocks off Michigan, rematch. So we could get rematch against Toledo. So, you know, there are some really exciting things. We, of course, have to take care of business this evening. But uh, as we look forward, wouldn't that be something to see Trey Jemison knock off Clemson and then to potentially get matched up SEC road trip, trip to Michigan, or maybe if we get lucky enough to host Toledo in Bartow and be able to get some revenge on those guys. And if you guys start buying some Blazer Victory podcast hoodies, maybe we can make the trip up there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because nah, winter just is not slacking up. So um, yeah, we need some. I need I need a hoodie right now for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's cold. Get freeze. Bro. Get the freeze one. And, oh, and hey, uh, real quick too, Jawan Howard is still coaching it. There you go. Yeah. So, awesome. All right, guys. Well, that'll about do it. Um, excited to see what happens tonight in Bartow Arena. Hopefully have a good crowd and honor those seniors again. Um, but, Darren, you want to send us out until next time? Blazer Nation, let's ride.